You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you on today's show. Jake Crane of the J-Boy Show is going to join us to talk all things SEC. We'll talk quarterback rankings with him. Speaking of that, Pro Football Focus, they rank every projected starting SEC quarterback. We're going to run through where each of them are ranked. There's a little, there's some surprises in there. And even Jake is going to be surprised by some of these. So you don't want to miss that coming up in just a bit. We'll also go around the conference, some recruiting news and much more. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this show as soon as it comes out. And a quick reminder, we will be at SEC Media Days next week. So we'll be bringing you some great content from SEC Media Days, stuff that all the coaches have to say, as well as some great, great interviews we have lined up as well. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And speaking of SEC Media Days, LSU, they're going to be heading there on Monday, along with Florida and South Carolina. Coach Ed Ogeron on Baton Rouge Media or Radio yesterday revealed the two people he is bringing along to Birmingham. He's bringing his stud cornerback, Derek Stingley, and a big-time offensive lineman in Austin Deculus. Coach O said, both those guys, two great leaders for us. But that's one of the changes this year as we wait to see who some of the other schools are bringing. Normally, they bring three players every year this year. It will only be two it seems like some of the other conferences are doing that as well. ACC, Big 12, doing it to limit, I guess, testing and whatever. COVID protocols. Hopefully we get back to having three players back at SEC Media Days next year. In recruiting news, four-star wide receiver Cameron Miller of Memphis. He announced he is committed to the Tennessee Volunteers. Back in January, he announced a top six that included Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss. Miller is currently the second highest rated prospect committed to Tennessee in their 2022 class. He's six foot one, 195 pounds, currently listed as the number 52 receiver in the country and the number 14 overall prospect from the state of Tennessee. The Vols now hold 11 pledges in the 2022 class and Miller and quarterback Taven Jackson being the only recruits in the class currently rated as four stars. Missouri, they stay hot on the recruiting trail. Defensive lineman Jalen Marshall from the state of Kansas announced his commitment to Mizzou. He picked the Tigers over Oklahoma State, Indiana, Nebraska. His dad, by the way, played at Oklahoma State. Six foot six, 275 pounds, rated as a three-star prospect. Number six overall prospect from the state of Kansas. Big D lineman, uh, Missouri now holds pledges from 12 prospects. And their class currently ranks as number 15 in the country. So Eli Drinkwitz getting some work done. A couple other Mizzou notes. A little more than a month after he entered the transfer portal, former Mizzou cornerback Jarvis Ware, he committed to Central Florida and Gus Malzahn on Monday night. He will have two years of eligibility remaining. He appeared in five games last year at Mizzou, played in 10 games during the 2019 season for Mizzou. And a veteran Mizzou tight end has decided to end his football career because of medical reasons. Logan Christofferson caught three passes last season in eight games. It was his redshirt junior season. He has medically retired. 
In 2019, he played 11 games, including a start against Tennessee. He did not record any stats on the season, but was often used as a blocking tight end in many packages. So with Christofferson out of the picture, Mizzou will have Daniel Parker Jr., Nico Hea, and Messiah Swinson, as well as a couple freshmen, including Gavin McKay. When it comes to the best places to live in SEC country, you can't do much better than Fayetteville. That is from the U.S. News, who ranks Fayetteville, Arkansas, number four among their best places to live in the United States. Fayetteville's ranking was the highest among all SEC cities. They said to make the top of the list, the place had to have good value, be a desirable place to live, and have a strong market, a strong job market, and a high quality of life. Some of the other SEC cities that Ranked in the top 150, Fayetteville was number four, Nashville, Tennessee, number 30, Lexington, Kentucky was 33, Knoxville, Tennessee was number 44, Columbia, South Carolina was 54, and Baton Rouge, Louisiana was 107. Preseason predictions are coming in from Yahoo Sports, and they project 11 SEC teams will go bowling this year, and of course includes a trip to the college football playoff. No surprise, they predict Alabama will be the team representing the SEC in the college football playoff, but they also have Texas A&M, LSU, and Georgia all in New Year's Six Bowls. Unfortunately, they've got Arkansas, South Carolina, and Vandy not making bowl games this year. The 2021 preseason watch list for the Bobby Dodd Coach of the Year Award has just been released. Several SEC coaches among the 17 coaches to make the list. Of course, the annual coaching award is rewarded to the winningest coach that also stresses the importance of scholarship, leadership, and integrity. It's the three pillars of legendary coach Bobby Dodd's coaching philosophy. Three coaches from the SEC made the list, and they are Nick Saban from Alabama, Kirby Smart from Georgia, and Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M. No doubt those will probably be the three highest-rated SEC teams when the preseason rankings come out. A quick note, I saw the SEC Network. They are going to air a documentary on the Alabama football team coming next week. The uh, documentary will be called The Ultimate Team, and it will premiere Monday, July 19th at 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern. So if you're a Bama fan, you want to set your DVR for that. If you're an Auburn fan, don't tune in. In some baseball news, Vanderbilt's Kumar Rocker. Was long viewed as a top five pick, so it was a little bit surprised when he went number 10 overall in the MLB draft the other night to the New York Mets. But the Mets are going to pay him like he was a higher pick. According to the New York Post, the 21-year-old will get a $6 million signing bonus. The slot value for the 10th pick is usually around $4.7 million, so he's getting one and a quarter million more than what he was slotted at. Rocker made, of course, first team all SEC this year. Went 14 and 4 with a 2.73 ERA. And some good news for Arkansas baseball fans as National Player of the Year Kevin Copps. He got drafted in the MLB draft. He's the reigning Dick Hauser Trophy Award winner. He was selected with the number 99 overall selection by the San Diego Padres. He's the first ever relief pitcher to win the Dick Hauser Trophy. He was also named SEC Pitcher of the Year and was selected as a first team All American. Last season, Cops had an ERA of 90, 0.90, and hitters only managed a 162 average against Cops this year. 
For Ole Miss baseball fans, Tim Elko announced he's coming back to Ole Miss next year. So, sounds like uh, they're going to be returning their entire lineup back, as well as LSU, as I saw several of their players announcing that they are coming back as well. So, one through nine, all back for Ole Miss and LSU. And over at Tennessee, Tony Vitello, they tweeted out yesterday, you've been asking for it, Vol Nation. Coach V has agreed to a contract extension through the 2026 season. So locking in Tony Vitello long-term in Knoxville. And there you have it. That is around the conference. When we return, we're going to run through those PFF SEC quarterback rankings with Jay Crane of the J-Boy Show. That's next. This episode brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models out there it can become very confusing. If you go to your local auto parts store and you try to describe your car, all they're going to do is go to their computer and they're going to type in your make and model and they're going to be looking from the brands and manufacturers that they prefer as opposed to finding you the cheapest deals out there. Go to rockauto.com. You can do so on your home computer or your phone in your pocket. You can go to their website. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. You can save sometimes 30, 50, even 100% less when you order order from rockauto.com. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they got everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, whatever it is, they've got it at rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure you're right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Rolling along here, Locked On SEC. Chris Gordy here with you, and real excited to catch up with this guy. Been doing his thing now for a while now. His empire continues to get bigger and bigger. You know him from the J Boy Show. Jake Crane uh-huh. joins us now. Jake, what's going on, man? Hey, man. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate the kind words. And uh, now I'm excited to get the season here. Uh, it's almost time as we ramp up for SEC Media Days, man. So I'm excited to talk some ball with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you. So you know, we're going to be there as well. Is uh, you're you're planning to bring the whole the whole crew out there for Media Days next week? You know, it's it's going to be three of us. Which, uh, you know, with the three of us, it probably is the whole crew uh, to everybody else. <laughs> but now uh, bringing me, uh, my brother, and, and our producer as well. My brother's an executive producer. And then David Cohn is our basically the Spielberg of the operation. And got some great ideas for what to do. And uh, now excited, man. we got to link up out there, too. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll be there all week and uh, covering all things SEC all week long. And I-, I wanted to get you on. And, look, we could have done the generic, just let's run through some of the big talking points of some of the schools. But I, I saw this article come out earlier this week. Pro Football Focus, they ranked every projected uh, projected starting quarterback in the SEC. And I said, you know what, let me hit this with Jake. And, and we'll start from backwards and go forwards because, obviously, the best quarterbacks will be near the end. But I want to start from the backwards, and we'll start at 125. They rank, rank Luke Doty from South Carolina. General thought on Luke Doty, we saw just such a small sample size of him last year at South Carolina. I know he was a highly touted recruit, but what do you make of him at South Carolina under Shane Beamer? Well, you know, Shane has, has worked under, you know, not only lived under his father, the, the legendary Frank Beamer, but has worked out there with Lincoln Riley. He understands offense. You know, he's coached a lot of different things, including special teams. And, you know, I had him on the show, and the thing I, I think I, I can say about Shane, that's the best compliment you can give a head coach, especially a young guy, is he's malleable to who he has, especially early. Uh, and that's the difference. Guys that don't get stuck in their ways. And when I look at Luke Doty, 
Is he a guy that's super flashy? No, but I think Shane's going to put him in the best position. They're not going to ask him to do things that he can't do. And to be honest with you, that roster around him, I think may have a little bit to do with that ranking because you can't take a quarterback into account without knowing the personnel he has, not only in front of him, but to the right and left of him at the wide receiver and tight end position as well. So uh, I think Luke has big arm ability. I like what he could do on the deep ball. Is he a guy that's going to go out here and wow you and be a Heisman finalist? No. Uh, I can understand the ranking a little bit, but, you know, if I'm Luke Doty and that South Carolina team, I've got nowhere to go really but up, uh, and I think they're confident right now, and we'll see how they do. But, you know, I, I'm not too upset with that ranking. Yeah, and the, and the, that's always a dangerous spot to be in, right, where it's like, hey, they yeah. ranked you low and there's no expectations? My goodness, you'll uh, you'll sneak up and that's beat exactly somebody right. beat somebody <laughs> you're not supposed to. How about a Vanderbilt 102? They ranked Ken Seals. And Ken Seals, I, I like – I fe- my perspective watching him last year, like I felt like he had some good moments, and then I went back and looked at the, the stats. I'm like, eh, you know, it wasn't all that great for him. And then I watched the spring game, and I liked what Mike Wright showed out there. So maybe this is kind of like a ticking time bomb here. Ken Seals may lose his job to Mike Wright at some point, but uh, what do you make of the Vandy quarterback situation? Well, you know, I thought as a young guy he showed flashes last year. And listen, uh, if a guy comes in and he's just better than you, regardless, he needs to play. But you know, when I watch Ken being that young and really having nothing around him, Vanderbilt was awful on offense. Uh, he was able to make some big throws. I mean, I remember watching him making some sale throws to the field, which is a quarter speeder, which is a vertical by one and a 10 to 15 yard out by number two, depending on how you play it and what you're getting. Uh, but I liked his mobility. I, I just, you know, it, to me, it's like being a fisherman with a bad reel uh, until they get any talent around anybody. And I'm not talking about inner squad games or, or spring practice. You know, Vanderbilt and Clark Lee, I thought, was a great hire, a good get for them. But they have the worst roster right now in the SEC by far. Uh, defensively, you know, they weren't horrible, but some of those guys have left, including Donovan Coffin, who transferred to Auburn. But Ken Seals' game, to me, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate here. I, I think he's got some big upside. I think he needs to leave Vanderbilt. And, and I know that sounds crazy. I just uh, I don't see a future there with him with that offense, the way Clark Lee's going to run it. Uh, but I do think he's he's got potential. He's just got to be at the right spot. Next up at number 98 overall, and I'm a little surprised they've got this grouping this low. They pair Zach Calzada with Haynes King. Everything I've heard from College Station is this is probably Haynes King's job to lose, and he's probably yeah. going to be the guy. All signs have been he look, he's looked really good. I'm a little surprised they have him ranked at 98, but – I feel like they're going to climb up, whoever it is, and it's probably Haynes King is going to climb up this list very quickly. Yeah, and, you know, without a sample size of playing time, you know, it kind of is what it is. But I'm with you. Uh, all the talks I've had with everybody at A&M, including the coaches, you know, they like both of them. Uh, but Haynes King's running ability is the lead. I mean, this kid is one of the fastest guys on the team, and that's a pretty fast team they got out there at A&M. Calzada is more of your pro style, really more of what Jimbo's kind of used to. Uh, but I'm a firm believer in when you're able to move the pocket, you're able to extend plays, and I think Haynes King's a good enough passer uh, to be able to do the things Jimbo wants to do, you know, the boots, the waggles, the, the intermediate game that he likes to play. Uh, but I think they'll move up. I agree with you 100%. I think Haynes King has a chance to be really special, uh, and his mobile ability adds another element to the defense. I think it's the same reason Max Johnson's going to beat out uh, Miles Brennan at LSU is that run element and the way it fits into the offense and Jimbo's ability to be able to not only – uh, when you play teams with D-lines like Alabama and Georgia, you can't just sit back there like a statue. you got to be able to do sprint out. you got to be able to do boot. you got to be able to make a guy miss and extend a play uh, and make a big play. That's half the reason A&M was able to beat Alabama with Johnny Manziel and Mike Evans. It wasn't off base, you know, great calls and guys running wide open. It was extended plays, and 
and being able to do that not only in the pocket but outside the pocket. So I'm with you. I think there's a lot of upside in A&M, and I'm on the Haynes King turn. One spot above them at 97, they've got Kentucky. And might, some people might be surprised to see the name Will Levis here, the transfer from Penn State, because I know a lot of people have been expecting, okay, it's going to be a battle between Joey Gatewood and Bo Allen. But the last few weeks, man, the hype has really started to build from, for Levis coming in for Penn State. He can run. He's got a rocket of an arm. What do you make of, uh, of that situation at Kentucky? Hey, I'm telling you right now, in my preseason predictions, I have Kentucky finished second in the East. Because, wow. you know, think about it. A- anything in the passing game is going to be icing on the cake for this team. Uh, their identity has been run it down your throat, and they just so happen to add LSU starting left tackle Dare Rosenthal the other day to an offensive line that's already really talented. Uh, but when you look what he has around him, they return Chris Rodriguez, one of the best backs in the league. They return Josh Ali, a guy on the outside that can make a difference. So he's got a couple playmakers around him, but he has an offensive line that can protect him. And Kentucky now deciding to enter the 21st century and throw a forward pass uh, makes the defense have to, you know, really not just crowd the box and do inside drill for four quarters, which makes Kentucky more dangerous. If their defense can continue to improve even after the good year I thought they had last year, Kentucky is going to be a problem. And no longer is it you go to Lexington and, and, you know, you're not playing basketball so you don't worry about it. And I think Will Levis is going to win the job, and I think he has a chance to be pretty dangerous for the Wildcats. Coming at number 86, they list Arkansas starter K.J. Jefferson. And, man, I like this kid a lot. We saw him get the start against Mizzou last year. Should have won the game. He was good enough to win the game. Uh, he's made a couple, you know, had a couple times where he's gotten in over the years. Uh, do you like K.J. Jefferson at Arkansas? See, I think this is where me and you are, are uh, kind of opposite on the Ken Steele and K.J. Jefferson deal. And I love that, man. Echo Chambers is going to be the death of us all. But he's got to show <laughs> it to me through the air. Uh, I love his athleticism. I love what Kendall Bryles is able to do formationally, motionally to make it easier for him to be able to figure out, you know, what coverage other teams are in. That's why you motion in the first place and and to try and out leverage people. Uh, But when I look at it, uh, I'm really high on the team around him. I I love Traylon. I love Trey Knox, Sam Pittman. You know, they're going to have a good offensive line, so I think it's going to make it easier on him. I just don't know if he's a high-end thrower. I don't know if he's a natural thrower of the ball. I'm going to have to see it. And if he's able to do it, watch out with, uh, for them week two against Texas. One spot up at 83, or a couple spots up at 83, they've got Mississippi State, and they list the duo of Will Rogers, Jack Abraham. And again, this is another one where if we go by what we saw in the spring game, man, Jack Abraham looked like a stud coming over from Southern Miss. Will Rogers didn't look bad at times last year. He actually had some moments where he looked pretty good. Uh, what do you make of that situation at Mississippi State? Yeah, I mean, Will Rogers, I, th- I thought, really came on, especially at the end of last year when Mississippi State had about eight players on their roster when they went down to Georgia. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're able to put up a fight against them. But uh, I think Will's got, you know, and, and Jack's a good quarterback, a guy coming out of Juco, Northwest Mississippi, a good program there. But uh, when I look at Will Rogers, he's been in the fight. He's been in the trenches. I watched him stay in there last year a couple times and take an absolute beating. Uh, that proved something to your teammates. In year two in Mike Leach's system, even though I got him finishing last in the West, uh, I do feel like he's a guy that, that can be effective at the quarterback position. I think he needs to be the starter. Uh, Jack Abraham, to me, he's got a good game, but I don't know if he can, you know, do everything that Mike Leach wants him to do from an arm strength standpoint to the field to be able to make the air race successful. Coming in at number 67, and again, this is pro football focuses rankings. To me, the most polarizing quarterback in the SEC this year, because we don't know. I mean, some people think this guy's going to be absolutely terrible. Some people think he's going to turn it around and be an absolute stud, and that's Bo Nix at Auburn. Where are we right now in mid-July on Bo Nix at Auburn? 
Look, I'm a firm, and I talk about this on the show all the time. I'm a firm believer two things can be true at once. Like, we got to remember, Bo Nix beat Alabama as a freshman. He beat Oregon as a freshman. You know, he showed the ability. He just hasn't – he's got to get better in the pocket. I understand that. He puts too much juice on the ball. Uh, I understand that. But Gus Malzahn's offense, you know, wasn't intricate at all, and people had figured it out. And then you look at the offensive line situation in Auburn, which they were horrible last year. They weren't great two years ago, but they were awful last year. Uh, they got to be able to protect them. I think that's where Mike Bobo is going to come in. And I think Bo Nix has a chance to flip the narrative. They added T.J. Finley to that quarterback room that's going to push him. I think Bo Nix has a big year. I'm shocked he's rated uh, that low, to be honest with you. More with Jake Crane right after this. Built Bar, still the best-tasting protein bar out there, and they've got a ton of delicious flavors. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know their flavors well, you're missing out. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, the list goes on and on. Of course, my favorite has been the Mint Brownie, but I'm starting to like the Raspberry more and more. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy for you as well. Most of them have 17 to 18 grams of protein packed in there. Calories range from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, and all healthy for you. I recommend you get a mixed box when you go to Built.com. You will get two of each of their nine flavors, and so you can try them all. Go to Built.com right now. Use our promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you will get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Built Bar, the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Bet online still the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action. We know that the NBA Finals are winding down. Why not get in on the action if you think the Bucks can stay alive? If you think the Suns are going to finish this thing off? Whatever you do, go do it at Bet Online. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs. Baseball, we are in the midst of the All-Star break, but they'll be back and going this weekend, and you can get in on the action before the next pitch. Head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check all the, out all their great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. And if you've never signed up before, head to their website, and you can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. They are BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. Continuing our conversation with Jay Crane, uh, the Jay Boy Show. We are uh, halfway through the, the quarterback rankings, pro football focus, ranking every projected starting SEC quarterback. So let's jump right into it. And I was kind of surprised by this one, and I get it. You're coming from a place where you've played before, and so you've got a track record, you've got stats. But they list number 29, Tennessee starter <laughs> Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. We don't even know if he's going to win the job, but PFF has him at 29. Yeah, you know, you talk about getting robbed by Hooker. I mean, you, you, you look at you look at that ranking compared to Bo Nix. How do you, how do you make that ranking? Uh, and, and listen, you look at Tennessee's personnel around them, they had a mass exodus, man. Uh, and with Josh Heupel, it's not his fault. It's not Danny White's fault. But the fact that you rate Hendon Hooker at 29 and you got Bo Nix at 70-whatever 70, 70 it was shocks me. Uh, I do not believe in it. I don't believe in that offense working in the SEC. They may give up 100 points a game if they run at the same speed that UCF did. That's laughable to me, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, 67 is where they had Bo Nix in this one. This... I'm sorry, 67. <laughs> I, I had the 7 right. <laughs> this one's a little bit, might be a little bit laughable, too. At number 23, we find Georgia quarterback JT Daniels. <laughs> I, think that's a little, uh, I think that's a little low for JT. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, without me, you know, just going on a tirade against TSF, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't believe in that ranking. Uh, if you tell me that Hendon Hooker is only six spots less than JT Daniels, then I got a bunch of beachfront property in Kansas, I want to tell you. <laughs> How about number 22? They list Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Now, this one, at least you can go on, okay, he hasn't started a game yet, but if you believe all the hype and the fact he's going to be surrounded by five-star talent everywhere at Alabama, Bryce Young will probably end up top 10 on this list at the end of the year. Yeah, listen, I'm not betting against Nick Saban and the absolute monster squad they got around him, uh, even though they're young at wide receiver, had to replace him on the offensive line. But now, when, when I... You know, when I look at Bryce Young, I'm very interested how Bill O'Brien plays it. Uh, you know, I think he's going to play safe early. I think they're a lot better than Miami. But, no, Bryce Young will be top 10, top 15 on this list. Will they put up the numbers that Alabama did last year offensively? No, you wouldn't expect them to. It's like asking Emory Jones of Florida uh, to try and put up those numbers. So, uh, And we haven't said him yet, so I can't wait to see where he's at. But, uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, I think he'll be top 10, top 15. Jake, how about this rating? Number 15 overall, according to PFF, number 15, Missouri quarterback Connor Bazelak. Now, I'll say this. I think he's top four in the SEC, but not there. Uh, you know, and again, you look what he has around him. It's not great. Um, you know, I love his game. I love Eli's game. I got Eli coming on the show uh, here in a couple days, but I think that's too high. Um, even though I do have Missouri giving Florida a little run for their money for third or fourth in the East. I love his game. I think next year this would be a great ranking for him at that spot. Coming in at number 14 overall in the country. Again, this is Pro Football Focus ranking every projected starting quarterback, and we're just hitting on the SEC ones. But they've got Emory Jones at Florida at number 14. Man, I, 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 the potential is there, but, man, can he even be a shade of what Kyle Trask was a year ago? Who's he going to throw it to? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know they got Copeland and – shorter but you don't have Kyle Pitts and you, you dag I'm sure don't have Kadarius Tony you don't even have Grimes I uh you know for lack of a better term I, I think that's baffling uh now listen I think Emory Jones does fit you know what Dan Mullins coached more times than not but at the end of the day when I'm looking at that I, I don't think he's up there and, and I don't think Florida has a great year to be honest we're down to two more quarterbacks coming in at number nine on Pro Football Focus list. They list a guy who hasn't even earned the starting job yet. They list Miles Brennan at LSU number nine. I know you have been you've been saying it all offseason. You think this is Max Johnson's job? Yeah, I do. And look, you know, Miles. It's not Miles' fault. I just don't think he fits the system with Jake Keith and DJ Mangus and what they want to do with Max and the RPO game uh, and the zone read game and being able to, like I said, with Haynes King and A and M. You know, you always have that extra hat the defense has to account for, and that's tough. So, uh, you know, uh, I would replace him and Hendon Hooker, in my opinion. Uh, I wouldn't switch him, but I would have put him in the Hendon Hooker spot. And I probably would have put Hendon Hooker right above Luke Doty, I guess. Uh, but when I look at it, you know, uh, at the end of the day, Miles, you know, is a good pro-style quarterback, but he's not number nine. And then lastly, the highest-ranked SEC quarterback they list, Matt Corral at Ole Miss. They've got him at number six in the country. Yeah, he's my number one quarterback in the SEC. I'd have had him higher than that. Uh, if you tell me that the SEC only has the sixth best quarterback in the country, you know, not only do I have beachfront, prop, uh, beachfront property in Kansas to sell you, I got a lot more I can sell you as well I can tell you about later. Uh, and I also know a prince in Nigeria that needs about $200,000 and give you $8 million. So, uh, no, I, I love Matt Corral. I love the combination of Corral, Levy, and Kiffin. Uh, I, I think he should be even higher than that. I mean, he's 100% with Love it. Jake Crane, The J-Boy Show, of course, his website, thejboyshow.com. And, man, you've been having uh, some, some big-name guests on as of late. 
Yeah, man. You know, we uh, we try and bring you know non-political, you know, uh, SEC content. We do go national some. I, I was lucky enough to coach college football for nine years, five at the Division One level, and we talk scheme, we talk coverages, we get in depth with it, and you know, hit every storyline and try and cover every school evenly. Yeah, I guess I got to start showing Bandy some love, but then you can start showing the SEC some love with, with wins and losses. So uh, just check us out at the J Boy Show. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can find us really anywhere: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube as well. Love it, Jake. Great stuff, man. We'll see you next week at Media Days. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Y'all be safe. Thanks, man. That's Jake Crane of the J-Boy Show. Join us here on Locked On SEC. That is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Appreciate uh, Jake Crane, the J-Boy Show, joining us. And we'll be back with you on Friday for Locked On SEC as we get you set for SEC Media Days next week. Starting next week. We go back to five days a week, folks. We'll be with you and bring you tons of great content, a ton of great interviews lined up for you all week long from SEC Media Days. They keep saying it's not going to be like SEC Media Days in the past. can be a little bit different, but uh, we'll definitely bring you all the great coverage all week long, some of the great things that the coaches are going to be saying, and uh, great guests as well. I'm Chris Gordy. Appreciate you guys for listening and subscribing. Locked on SEC.com or just wherever you get your podcast, Search Locked on SEC and you will find us. And a quick reminder, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked on Today podcast. Peter Bukowski will update you on the latest news all around the sports world on Locked on Today. We'll talk to you guys on Friday. Have a great Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. <laughs>